Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, as we come on the air, there's a number of big breaking news stories. Former President Trump asked the Supreme Court to intervene in the review of those secret documents found at Mar-a-Lago. Plus the ongoing search for survivors in Florida. Hurricane Ian becomes the deadliest storm in Florida since the 1930s. As we learned, some schools could be closed for months. CBS's Manuel Bohorquez talks to survivors as the recovery effort has only just begun. Bombshell allegation rocks Georgia's Senate race. Republican Herschel Walker, who opposes abortion rights, is accused of paying for a girlfriend's abortion. CBS's Robert Costa is in Atlanta as Walker's son calls his father a liar family values people. He has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. New Navy SEAL investigation. CBS News exclusively obtains this video, raising new questions about the grueling training. CBS's David Martin reports. And remembering the trailblazing life of country music legend Loretta Lynn. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this busy Tuesday night. Tonight, nearly a week after Hurricane Ian ravaged the state of Florida, the long road to recovery has only just begun. More than 400,000 customers are still without electricity and officials in Fort Myers say it could take more than a month before power is fully restored. Emergency teams with cadaver dogs have gone door to door to nearly 80,000 damaged homes and rescued more than 2,300 residents. Flooding remains a problem across central Florida as lakes and rivers continue to rise. 
Well, tomorrow, President Biden will visit the damage and meet with Governor Ron DeSantis, setting aside their political differences. CBS's Manuel Bohorquez is going to start us off tonight from Fort Myers. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Nora. The water has receded from this particular neighborhood. But if you take a look from above, all of the debris, the trash, the ruined furniture that is now out on the streets, all of it is evidence of the onslaught that took place here. Many say that sense of shock they felt after Ian hit is now giving way to a feeling of helplessness. We got water, we got diapers, we got wipes, we got food. Across Florida, residents are still reeling. <coughs> Parts of Lee County could be without power for weeks. Schools in eight counties remain closed, some damaged beyond repair. And floodwaters near Orlando continue to rise. Those are babies, children, women. Tens of thousands still lack the basics. Food, running water, housing. To help, the state is handing out ready-to-eat meals and water, 18 million bottles so far. But it's not enough. We found volunteers at the Gladiola's food pantry in Fort Myers operating outside after the building flooded. Before Ian, 850 families a month sought assistance here. Since Friday, they've served more than 1,600 meals. These are families that were struggling to make ends meet before the storm happened. Before. And now with the storm, they don't have nothing. When did Red Cross come? Volunteers are also going door to door, getting supplies to those who can't reach them. If I make it out of here, thank the Lord. Among the most vulnerable, the elderly and immigrants who service the region's agriculture and tourism industries. Where did you work? ¿Dónde trabajabas? En Sanibel, la isla. Sanibel Island. La isla Sanibel. En restaurante, San restaurante, restaurante. Entonces, ¿qué sabes de tu trabajo? What's uh, happened with your job? Momento, nada, nada. nada. Less than 20% of homeowners in the state have flood insurance. Shirley, who says she's lost everything, is now struggling to get help. Yesterday, I tried to call unemployment, and they told me by phone for three hours. And nothing? And nothing. President Biden is scheduled to tour some of the affected areas tomorrow. Some here say they will judge the federal government's response to this disaster, not so much by his visit, but more by what progress is made in the short and long term. Nora. Manny Bajorquez, thank you so much for your reporting. Well, with just over a month before the midterm elections, a new accusation has rocked the pivotal Senate race in Georgia. Republican candidate Herschel Walker is denying a report that he paid for a girlfriend's abortion in 2009. Walker supports banning all abortions without exceptions in cases of rape, incest or to save the life of the mother. CBS's Robert Costa has more from Atlanta. He gets on Twitter. He lies about it. OK, I'm done. Done. Everything has been a lie. And Christian so Walker, the son of Georgia Republican Herschel Walker, blasted his father after the Daily Beast reported the Senate candidate who opposes abortion rights allegedly paid for a girlfriend's abortion in 2009. The unidentified woman supported her claim with a $575 receipt from an abortion clinic and a signed $700 personal check from Walker to cover expenses. She told the Daily Beast she came forward because of Walker's stance on abortion, saying, I just can't with the hypocrisy anymore. We all deserve better. 
Walker, who prayed with supporters this morning at an Atlanta event, has denied the allegation. I never asked anyone to get an abortion. I never paid for an abortion, and it's a lie. I send money to a lot of people. Walker's son, a conservative TikTok influencer, posted several times since the story broke, denouncing his father's campaign. He has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? Conservative analysts say the coming days could be critical for the embattled Republican, who trails incumbent Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock by just two points. I think the campaign is definitely in turmoil. They were caught off guard. What they do in the next 48 hours will make or break it. But voters we spoke to today said the bombshell allegation might not have much of an impact. He has uh, told untruths enough that what is one more untruth? Do you believe Georgia Republicans will stand with Herschel Walker regardless of these allegations? I think so. Republican leaders stood by Walker today, underscoring how important this race is to winning the Senate majority. But it all comes as several Senate Republican candidates are facing headwinds in key battleground states. Nora. Robert Costa in Atlanta, thank you. And there's breaking news tonight. Lawyers for former President Trump today asked the Supreme Court to intervene in their legal battle over top secret documents seized from Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort. Team Trump wants to block the Justice Department from holding on to and using classified documents as part of a criminal investigation during an independent review. This follows a recent appeals court ruling saying the documents belong to the government, not the former president. Well, tonight, health officials are warning this flu season could be one of the most severe in recent years. And they're urging everyone over six months of age to get their annual flu shot sooner rather than later. Here's CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. John LaPook. Yeah. For years, Jerry Stewart did not get a flu shot. My mother always hounded me to get them done. Now the 54-year-old breast cancer survivor doesn't want to gamble with her health. She got her flu shot last week. You know what? Let's just get everything that we can to ensure that I don't get sick. Today, the CDC urged everyone six months and older to do the same. Flu vaccination. Experts are worried about a false sense of security after two milder flu seasons due to COVID precautions. Australia, which experiences winter ahead of the U.S., just had its worst flu season in five years. What's your sense about this coming flu season? I don't want to be alarmist, but I am concerned. We know that it's going to be a strain of flu that tends to be more severe. Dr. Michael Phillips is an infectious disease expert at NYU Langone Health. For those ages greater than 65, there's a specific formulations of vaccines that you should get, and it dramatically reduces the likelihood of hospitalization and death. Less than half of U.S. adults plan to get a flu shot this year, and just a third feel safe getting a flu shot and COVID vaccine at the same time. Stewart opted for both a flu shot and the bivalent COVID booster which the CDC says can be safely given together. If it's something that's going to help lessen symptoms, then every little bit helps. Flu season typically starts in October, peaks December through February, and can last into the spring. Like COVID vaccines, the flu shot may not stop you from getting infected, but the CDC says it can significantly lower the risk of hospitalization and death. Nora? It's an important reminder to all of us to get our shots. Dr. LaPook, thank you so much. 
Well, now to the Supreme Court in a major voting rights case that could further weaken the landmark 1965 Voting Rights Act. The newest justice, Katanji Brown-Jackson, asked tough questions during the two hours of arguments over Alabama's controversial redistricting map. CBS's Jan Crawford has all the details from inside the Supreme Court. Stepping into her historic role, Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson has wasted no time making her voice heard. I don't think we can assume that just because race is taken into account, that that necessarily creates an equal protection problem. Taking the bench as the nation's first black female justice, Jackson immediately jumped into the fray and today repeatedly fired questions at an Alabama lawyer calling for race-neutral congressional maps in a major voting rights case. What did they illuminate? They show that this is what you would expect a race-neutral map drawer to produce. Why and does that matter? After a contentious term last year, what hasn't changed? This court, with six conservatives and three liberals, again is poised to rethink decades of progressive rulings. Like today's case, where black leaders say Alabama is diluting the power of the black vote. 27 percent of the state's residents are black but only one out of Alabama's seven congressional districts is majority black. That district includes Selma, the epicenter a generation ago for the struggle for voting rights. Having congressional representation that's responsive to the needs of those communities is very important. Alabama is pushing back on arguments it should try to create two black districts, saying race shouldn't be a consideration in drawing legislative districts. The legislature attempted to do is to draw impartial districts that were unbiased, not, not according to race. And that's not the only contentious case on race. The justices will hear this term later this month. They'll take up a challenge to affirmative action in college admissions and on the horizon, cases on election laws and gay rights. Nora. Jan Crawford, thank you so much. Well, this just in, there are reports tonight that the U.S. and South Korea launched four surface-to-surface -surface missiles into the sea in response to North Korea's missile test yesterday. Now, the reason they did this was following Kim Jong-un's own test, the longest ever weapons test, and the most provocative show of force in years. In fact, North Korea's ballistic missile flew over Japan. CBS's Elizabeth Palmer reports tonight from Tokyo. In Japanese coastal communities, sirens warned that a North Korean missile would be flying overhead. Public alerts told people to prepare to evacuate. Japanese military tracking systems had picked up the launch near the Chinese border and followed the missile for 22 minutes as it flew a record distance of roughly 2,800 miles and crashed into the sea. It's the latest in a bumper year of 39 missiles launched from North Korea. Analysts believe today's was the huge Hwasong-12 on view in a military parade in April. Its use now marks real escalation. It's the first missile to be aimed over Japanese territory since 2017. In Tokyo and in Washington, the launch was described as reckless and condemned. The launch was a danger to the Japanese people, destabilizing to the region, and a clear violation of the United Nations Security Council resolutions. Within hours came the response. South Korean and U.S. warplanes were in the air just off the Korean peninsula for some precision bombing meant as a deterrent to Pyongyang. 
Instead, we may be on the verge of a major escalation. Satellite photos show North Korea appears to be preparing for a nuclear test. Nora? All right, Elizabeth Palmer, thank you very much. Well, the Navy SEALs training program is under increased scrutiny after the death of a former college football star earlier this year. And now CBS News has learned of a new investigation after we showed the Navy the video that you are about to see. CBS's David Martin has the details. SEAL recruits blanketed with a cloud of tear gas while being ordered to sing happy birthday so they can't hold their breath. When the admiral in charge of Navy SEALs saw this video, he ordered an investigation, telling CBS News it raises questions about the lawfulness of the behavior. Exposure to tear gas is a standard part of SEAL training, but the investigation is examining whether the gas was administered at too close a range and for too long. The video was shot last year on San Clemente Island off California and obtained by investigative reporter Matthew Cole, author of Code Over Country, a recent book about SEAL Team 6. I got this video from uh, some SEALs, students who were trying to become SEALs. It felt that the instructors and the SEALs um, were abusive and uh, very careless with their health. Tear gas is a rite of passage for almost all military recruits, usually when they are taught how to properly don a face mask and what happens if they don't. But regulations for tear gas use in SEAL training require the instructors to stay at least six feet away from the recruits to avoid the danger of burns and to use the gas for no more than 15 seconds. In this video, the gas lasts for more than a minute. These recruits crying out in pain have already proven themselves tough enough to complete two-thirds of the SEAL selection course. One appears to pass out, which the regulations warn is what happens when you try to hold your breath. Sven Jord of Duke University studies tear gas and its effects. I think this type of training is, is really senseless. It looks more really like a form of hazing. The investigation will determine whether the instructor somehow did not understand the proper procedures or whether they intended to inflict abuse or punishment on the recruits, in which case it could be a criminal offense. Nora? Incredible to see that video. David Martin, thank you. Well, newly released video out tonight shows the man police are looking for as they search for a suspected serial killer in Northern California. And it looks like a box of Legos, but wait until you hear what drugs were inside those stories when we return. Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. 
This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. That's why Huggies is the number one best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit and 12-hour protection against leaks. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. Tonight, newly released video shows the person of interest police in California are looking for as they search for a possible serial killer. Police say ballistics tests now linked the deadly shootings of five men in the city of Stockton this year to another fatal shooting in Oakland last year and the shooting of a woman in Stockton who survived. Federal agents in Manhattan today showed off the latest way that smugglers tried to sneak deadly fentanyl pills into the city. Investigators say drug dealers stashed 15,000 rainbow-colored fentanyl pills inside a box of classic Legos. That's the largest seizure of rainbow-colored fentanyl in New York City to date. Well, after months of legal battles, Elon Musk now says he does want to purchase Twitter. That story when we return. Some big news. Elon Musk has again changed his mind about buying Twitter, and he now wants to go through with the $44 billion purchase. Musk initially offered that price in April before pulling out of the deal in July. Twitter late today accepted the offer, and the stock ended the day up 22 percent. And we'll be right back with a tribute to the coal miner's daughter, Loretta Lynn. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Finally tonight, the amazing life and career of Loretta Lynn, who died today at the age of 90. The queen of country music broke the mold for female singers with 16 number one singles, country singles, and a career that spanned six decades. Well, I was born miner's daughter. Born into poverty in 1932, this coal miner's daughter with no formal music training became one of the biggest names in country music. Loretta Lynn! She was a trailblazer, the first woman to be named Entertainer of the Year by the Country Music Association. She gave voice to women who felt unheard, ahead of her time in writing with brutal honesty about domestic abuse, birth control, and infidelity. Lyrics inspired by her husband, Oliver Doolittle Lynn Jr., a bootlegger, a womanizer, and her manager. 
They married when she was just 15. At age 16, she gave birth to the first of her six children, all leading to the Academy Award-winning movie. She was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. But she never forgot her Appalachian roots, as she told Sunday morning. I ain't about to be nobody else. I'm just me. And she was tough. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.